Welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about video games. I'm Nora, and joined by Molly. It's me! It's you! Did you play any video games this month? I played Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> How long uh, did you play Dragon Age Inquisition for? I couldn't tell you because the Xbox just counted every hour the console was off also. <laughs> So it says something like 300 hours, which is not true. <laughs> I think I hit 60. Yeah, I would I would believe that. I don't know if I played it for as long as you did, though. I think I, I, think I just got through it faster than you did. You also found out the way to just purchase progress that I didn't know about. Yeah, but I ended up not needing it. That's also true. Um, no, I uh, currently I'm playing Power Washing Simulator. I'm having fun doing that. Well, you should probably close that and do the podcast. Nora, I swear yeah. to God, I already closed the damn game. <laughs> you just said. I'm I'm just trying to talk to Nora, and she's making all these goofs, all these japes. This is what um, people listen for. I think they listen because we're mean to Bioware, mostly. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, <laughs> it's true. We, we are mean to Bioware sometimes. But nobody else does it, so... Well... Somebody has to be this person. Somebody has to be the person who's mean to Bioware and also isn't horrible for 12 other reasons. Because there are people yeah. who are mean to Bioware, but not for the reasons we are. But not for the reasons they should be. <laughs> for, <laughs> they're just mad about putting gay people in a video game. Or women. Or women. That's so true. Um... Yeah, I'm playing Power Wash Simulator just as something that I don't have to think about very much and just to spray buildings with water. It's great. I'm having a great time with that. Have you ever um, done that I, in real life? No, but I, w- I, I would love to, though. <laughs> like, no fucking joke. I would love to. Um, I, I've downloaded Forza again because that Hot Wheels DLC is out and I want to play that. Um, but I, I haven't started it yet because that was a long download. That game's like 115 gigs or something, so... Fuck off. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, and then I know Stray is out, but I haven't started it because I finished uh, Dragon Age literally yesterday. Um, so that has been most of my gaming since, um, since last time. I feel like I played something before that, too. But I don't remember what I played between what we played last month and what we played this month. I'm sure there was something. I'm sure there was something, too, because I was avoiding uh, playing. Let me see. Let me open up Steam real quick. Um, It wasn't Borderlands this time. Oh, Monster Hunter. I played a fuck ton of Monster Hunter. Oh, right. Yeah, that um, that new DLC came out. I forgot that. Jeez, okay. Yeah, I played um, the Monster Hunter DLC. Really cool. 
Um, it, it's a it's a good DLC. I like it a lot. Um, I have not played it very much since um, finishing Dragon Age, but I was playing a lot before. I have finished the main like story of it, and I'm at the part where I have to like grind out levels before it'll let me fight the next guy. Um, but I don't think I have very many guys uh, left to fight, so um, I don't know. I might go back at some point and uh, get back up there, but I think um, enough momentum was lost when I started playing Dragon Age that I, I don't know if I'll end up going back or not. You ended up turning Dragon Age into Monster Hunter in the end. <laughs> yes and no. I, I don't know if I'd say <laughs> that. You specifically messaged me to say that you were going to kill every dragon in the game. Oh, yeah, that was just a personal goal. Yeah, and then uh, you said it's not the Dragon Age anymore. Yeah, it's... <laughs> there's no more dragons. Can't be Dragon Age now. <laughs> They're all fucking dead. Um, yeah, I did do that. I did I did kill every dragon in Dragon Age just because it was a funny thing to do. Damn. I'm a, I'm a monster. Hunter. That's right. World. You also can, like, break their limbs like you can in Monster Hunter, which was funny. Whoa. Uh, yeah, do you know about that? In Monster Hunter, you can, like, target specific parts, and mm-hmm. that'll give you, like, special items at the end, um, depending on what you break. Um, and then, um, in, in Dragon Age, when you're fighting the dragons, you can, like, specifically target each arm and leg, uh, mm-hmm. in their head. And if you do that enough, they'll, like, fall over and you can get a big damage phase. It's kind of neat. It's kind of fiddly, though. Yeah, or you'll get the big damage phase, but then you'll you'll hit your buff and you won't be able to actually use your abilities, and you won't know why. Right, yes, or, yeah, or uh, you need to pick up all your fucking teammates because they suck at this game and you're the only one left alive, even though this dragon's not even hard. The last Sarabas... Just, like, to stand in the AoEs. The big guy, uh, he has a little AoE around him, and for most of that fight, Varric just stood on the edge of that thing getting zapped, shooting he him with the He loves it. He loves it. <laughs> is that it for your month yeah i think so did you play anything yeah i played what did i play after chores i played citizen sleeper which was fantastic um yeah i had a really good time with that it's very fun um basically it's the it's a entire game based on the clocks mechanic from various forged in the dark games like blades in the dark scum and villainy etc yes um you wake up and based on your physical status you get one to five dice that are rolled at the start of the day and then you go go through the map and you pick actions to spend your day and you can apply those results to different things, and that'll give you a certain chance of success. Like, yeah, if you put a six into this event, it might say, well, a six is like 100% chance of success and something good happens. Five is like 50% chance that something good will happen, 50% chance that it'll be neutral. And then three and four is like... Uh, one-third bad, one-third good, one-third neutral, and then one and two is 50% bad, 50% neutral. Um, And so you get these results, so you already know 
ahead of time. You're just plugging in the results to the rolls in like reverse order, which is a really fun way to approach that game. Um, yeah. And it has pretty good writing. It has some some nice characters in there. I had a good time. Um, it is in the same hole in my brain as Disco Elysium, as please put dice in video games more. I like when there's this dice on the screen. <laughs> when you see dice, yeah. Um, I think Nora that... Nora goes to her happy place. I think you can do a lot of good evocative stuff with dice and, like, showing dice mechanics in the like showing that stuff to the player i think adds some nice drama to the to little actions and stuff um also i just have a better head for dice probabilities than for other like (laughs) methods of chance (laughs) um uh so that was fun Uh, good it, it was a little bit like um, you pick a guy at the start between three different builds, but by the end of the game, I had almost maxed out the character so that that would be an indistinguishable character, no matter what character I had started with. Cause like picking your guy is just like, which stat do you start with a bonus in and which stat do you start with a negative in? But by the end of the game, that doesn't matter. Cause every, every playthrough you're going to be like almost maxed out by the end, probably. Sure. So. That was like, okay, that's... That seems kind of iffy. Yeah. It means that you can see almost everything in the game. Um, it's just like... I appreciate also having like more restrictions and more like speci- specificity with character building and stuff. Yeah. But, but, you know, also there's benefits to having a looser defined character like that so yeah it's fun uh minecraft dungeons i played some of that was a lot of fun i don't know if i mentioned that yeah. last time uh um, yeah you did mention that last time i played a little bit of a game called lake where you deliver mail around you guessed it a lake um it's just like a mm-hmm. small town in the 80s and uh, there's stuff there. I don't know. I didn't finish it. Uh, it's just a small little thing on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, I played a little Shadowgate. That was kind of cool. It's not really up my alley because it uses more adventure game logic than RPG logic. And I thought I could squeak by. But um, mm-hmm. the pixel art's pretty good in that game. They put it out on the Xbox. And uh looks nice and sharp. Yeah, I have no idea what this is. It's just a point-and-click adventure game. Oh, uh, okay. Set in a dungeon-delving context, like, narratively. Sure. Um, but with a time limit, because uh, much like a game like Zork, uh, if your torch goes out, you will immediately trip and die. So you got Zorked up. Yeah. You, you get zorked up in that one. Uh, uh, also, I played Grog which is a new game from Thomas mm-hmm. Biscop, the creator of Ancient Domains of Mystery, which is one of my favorite roguelikes. Grog is a throwback, and it's a, it's very close to original rogue, um, monochrome ASCII, um, you know, you're the little at symbol running around. Um, it has a more 
I think it's described as a sleeker, modern UI, in it, but also just displayed in that ASCII as well. But it is like, it operates more like a menu than the UI in Rogue does, historically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. It's a real solid little roguelike. I think it, it's not like as extensive as Rogue is, but I think it has a similar number of levels at least. Um, but I was able to get like eight or nine levels deep uh, in my first couple of runs, which is, was not the case for Rogue. Sure. Um, I love to have little letters rolling around that represent things to be scared of. I do know you love that. L means leprechaun, which means he's going to steal your fucking gold. Damn. It's no good. They're after you. Um, really got owned when I found out that there are rust monsters in that game. That's just... That's, that's a killer. I had like I was like decked out in enchanted armor, and I had a good sword and shield. Gone. Instantly. Rust monsters are not Yeah, that great. sucks. Um... But it also has a thing where, like, in it will, like, it has objects you find that you don't know what they do. But then as you move through the game and have them in your inventory, their character will eventually identify, oh, I think this potion is a healing potion. Or I'm pretty sure this sword is plus two and does 2d7 damage or whatever. Just so, passive? Yeah, yeah. It takes some time. Yeah. But if you want to play it super, super safe, you can do that instead of just trying on all the t-shirts you find and hoping that none of them are cursed. <laughs> uh, this t-shirt so says fun. not cursed, so I'm putting it on. <laughs> my this t-shirt is not cursed is prompting a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, a lot of questions. Um, I love these games. They're fun. Yeah, you do. Um, also, uh, I discovered this through some, like, seeing some tweets about uh, the creator of Moria, the first open-source roguelike, uh, passed away recently. And so that's why I've been getting back into the roguelike space, because I saw more posts about him. and was remembering, sure. oh yeah, I love these things. Yeah. Um, video games. That's so true. Oh, also I played Dragon Age Inquisition. Have you heard of that? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I have. What did you think of it? Um, you know, <laughs> um, the characters you get early are all dog shit, <laughs> but the characters you get later, <laughs> pretty good. I actually had a reversed arc, but we're gonna we're gonna segue now into our Dragon Age Inquisition part of the episode. So let's talk about what this game is before we talk about. Whether or not Varric is worth hanging out with. Okay. Uh, what what specifically would you like to go over here? Anything anything in particular? Made by Bioware, released in 2014. Um, for everything? For everything. That's Yeah, it, it was on... Yeah, I guess it was uh, cross-generation, because this is on PS3 and 4. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's in that spot. Um, they had imagine. to invent... They had to invent an online tool to transfer your saves over to your new console. And it doesn't really uh, work anymore. I thought it worked really good. <laughs> worked great for me. It did not work but for me. But I, I think that's because it somehow had save data for me from like 2008. 
Damn. Or when, when did Dragon Age 2 come out? It had saved data from when 20, it, uh, Dragon Age 2 came out. 10? 2011. Yeah. Yes, 2011, I think is right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it had that saved data, which I thought was crazy. But um, I got to make a few tweaks and just got to play with that continuation. I was looking at a description of the of the service, and it seems like it used to have a lot more buttons than it does now. Because right now, it was like, pick one of these three heroes of Ferelden, pick one of these three hawks. Oh, yes, yes. It's like, oh, so it I don't actually that. get to toggle any of these options. I just pick from a free yeah and i mean i i think if you looked you probably end up with most people playing as default hawk at the very least anyway yeah because of the red mark because of the red mark god i can't believe yeah anyway <laughs> stupid um so yeah this game uh, is an open world game uh, as opposed to the last two which were heavily map based um it's it's I guess it, this still is map-based, but they're so big and sprawling that I think you just call it an open-world game at this point, right? Yeah, it's the same way that I wouldn't have any caveats for calling Andromeda an open-world game just because it has multiple planets. Right, yeah. Um, this is, like, segmented open-world between the different regions. You can't just walk from one side of Ferelden to the other side of Orlais, for example, but... Um, some might say that this world is too open. Uh, yeah, there's uh, maybe too much of this game, and this is a this is not like a specific Bioware problem. This is a problem for any game made after 2013. Yeah, <laughs> they're all too fucking big. They were all like, "Oh, Skyrim, we can do that. We yeah. can do that. Yeah, we can make one of those." Um, the thing is, people shouldn't. Even Skyrim is too big. <laughs> yeah, like for all of our problems with. The video game, The Outer Worlds, uh, it is exactly the right size. Yeah, I think that's true. I was, I thought it was a little small at, at parts, but I would rather just be a little bit small than a little bit big. Yeah, I suppose you're not wrong, uh, but I don't want to talk about The Outer Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I, so. I was scrolling through the store, the Xbox store today, and I passed over that DLC, and I was like, mm, "Well played, old friend." <laughs> no. No. Just two generals on opposing sides going like, hmm. Mm. Why would you look at it? Why would you look at him respectfully? No, shut up. I do like um, hitting them with this, with the melee weapons and shooting the guns. There are so many ga- Whatever. I'm not talking about this <laughs> game anymore. So, um, in Dragon Age Inquisition, you play the role of the Inquisitor who finds themselves uh, in the middle of a conflict. Um, there was an explosion at uh, a subit, a peace talks being held between the mages and the Templars. Um, specifically, the Divine Justinia is there. Um, but fortunately, the Templars and the mages both didn't send their main guys um, there. But uh, Divine Justinia dies. You uh, fall out of a portal from the Fade, uh, as far as we know, with a new little mark on your hand. Uh, and are taken into custody by Cassandra, who is done interrogating Varric and is now interrogating you instead. <laughs> um, 
And from there, you find that there is a big hole in the sky now that is causing demons to fall out. Like, the fade is uh, ripped open, or the the veil is ripped open, excuse me. Um, And you can use the mark on your hand to close these rifts uh, that have spawned across Thedos. That is the beginning of the game. Uh, By the end, you have closed the rift and are dealing with the mage who caused that problem in the first place, whose name is Cryphius, who was apparently a big part of the DA2 DLC that we did not play, so... I was going to bring this up. This is the reason that I mentioned the DLC last time we talked about Dragon Age, but I also tried to downplay Corypheus so that you would think that it wouldn't matter, just for fun. (laughs) Okay, I didn't care either way, so... (laughs) Yeah. It all works out, I guess. Corey's in the house. Uh, yeah, Corey's in the house. He's... The thing about this game is it makes you... It, it tries to, like, sell you Corypheus as, like, this big scary bad guy, but, like, literally every time he has a plan, you just go and completely clown on him. Yep. Uh, he's not an effective villain because of this. You, like, the Inquisition never suffers a defeat, right? Well, Like, the Haven. only defeat is at Haven because you didn't know that that guy existed yet. <laughs> but as soon as you know he, who he is, you're just like, oh... This guy sucks. I guess I'll just beat him at every turn. And I was like, okay, I guess. I guess you're supposed to be imagining that this war is being fought and you are only seeing the, like, pivotal moments where you're like, oh, this objective is we have to stop his plan with the Empress. This objective is we have to prevent him from getting this new army. But you stop every plan. That's right. That's (laughs) That's not good writing. That's that's very bad writing. (laughs) I Uh, guess. Yeah, Corypheus never wins once. And he's just kind of a chump the whole game. You can turn anything he does into good. Like, even if you let the Empress be assassinated, you You can like put someone in power who supports the Inquisition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it just works for you. Um, Which, you know, uh, you can say that, that, you know, you have to play it politically to do that, but you're still clowning on Corypheus because of it, so. The most very force outcome of that is that the Empress doesn't get killed, and Briala and Gaspar, the, the two other, like, players here, are both killed. Like, that's the easiest, most brute force solution is to just kill both of them. Yeah, uh, and, and just leave Selene on the throne. Who loves you now? Yeah, she's like, oh, that was sick. Ho <laughs> ho. Because she's French. Because she's French. Um. Yeah. So, uh, you you do a series of missions where you're trying to figure out what's going on because there's a bunch of red lyrium all over the place that's making the Templars evil again because it's the only plot we know how to do. <laughs> um, and then. Um, you find out that Corypheus basically caused the blight. He actually was the guy who went into the Golden City with some with some other magisters, uh, who the Maker got mad at and turned into the Darkspawn. Or uh, so, so the story goes. Or so the story goes, except that he exists and he's here, so I guess it had to have gone that way. Basically, the thing that, I, as I understand it, um... They are willing to write, oh yes, all of these actual historical events that are part of the religion of Thetas did happen, but we're never actually going to definitively say that there was a god involved. But there are super powerful 
beings that were worshipped. Um, oh. I think when they get to that part, it's actually pretty cool, but that's not really in the base game. <laughs> no, no. Not, that is not in Dragon Age Inquisition. Regardless, uh, Corypheus, you killed him. Why is he back? Well, uh, yeah, I guess him. I guess Hawk killed him, uh, and Varric is very upset about this, but I don't know or care why. You you just clown on him. You, like, it cannot be stressed enough how bad you beat him <laughs> at every turn. Um, Hawk killed Corypheus in the DLC, leaving him dead on the floor in a room next to a dead Grey Warden, who, which is, I think, the method by which he is implied to have returned... In oh, because that game, guy has the blight? Because he has the blight, exactly. Okay, um, sure, whatever. At least I think that's how that went. I didn't I don't play think it. it matters. It doesn't matter. He's an evil wizard. <laughs> He's an evil wizard. That's all you gotta know. Now, we made different choices at the beginning of the game. Because Corypheus has two plots going at once. He's going to use an envy demon to control the uh, command structure of the templars and he's using time magic what's he doing on the wait on the mage side he's doing time magic but he does both of those in both games yes but like no matter what choice you make oh sure because i stopped the envy demon and you stopped the time magic because i allied with the templars in this game and you allied with the mages don't know why you would ally with the Templars. I know you only did it because I was going to go the other way. But <laughs> um, So, the state of the world now is that after Anders blew up the church in Kirkwall, all of the mage circles rebelled against the Chantry. And so, that's sort of the, the chaotic mess that you have to fix in order to confront Corypheus. Um, also, because... The Envy Demon has taken, with the Red Lyrium, has taken the command structure of the Templars. You get to decide, like, hey, should we reform the Templars or disband them and make them part of the Inquisition? Um, I I, I reformed them. I'm shocked. (laughs) I I wanted to see what would happen, and... um, even though it doesn't Wasn't matter. Anything? Yeah. <laughs> you can recruit as many guys you want into the Inquisition, and it doesn't really change anything as far as I can tell. What changes is what enemies you fight, because obviously I didn't stop the Venatori, the uh, Tevinter mages. So those yeah, were but my... you fight a bunch of Venatori all the time, even though I had the mages. I was I... fighting them constantly. Well... It doesn't change anything, because this I, is a video game. Regardless. Um, the point of the, of the like, picking a side is that in order to close the breach, you need to either weaken it with Templars or boost your magic with the mages. Yes. Um, both of which perfectly valid reasonings. Uh, can't really tell why you couldn't do both, except that you don't have the time to... to do both things but yeah um Uh, in that case did you meet did you meet uh dorian while you were trying to find the envy demon then no i met dorian at haven 
Oh, does he just show up? Uh, he teleports to your front door, and he's like, Oh, ah, I came here to warn you. Okay. About um, what? About the massive army on the door on your doorstep. Because this is... Oh, he, okay. He shows up when Corypheus attacks Haven, I should say. Does that mean that you got coal uh, during the yes. Templar thing? Cole okay, yes, because Cole does the same thing the other way. Yeah. Okay. In that... in the in the ma- in the Templar mission, Cole is there with you when the Envy Demon is trying to take over you to take over the Inquisition, uh, and you're like in your own head. And Cole shows up to be like, "You have to do this to get out. You have to do this to fight him." Okay, sure. Cole just showed up and killed a guy for me, so that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. You can do yeah. that too. Yeah. Lots of characters this time. Yeah, you get nine guys. Yeah, you get three of each class, as opposed to two of each class, in the, as we've done before. Yeah. Uh, let's do a quick lightning round. What's the best rogue? Is it Sarah, Varric, or Cole? Um, it's not Sarah. That, no. That's my answer, is nope. it's not Sarah. <laughs> Varric or Cole, now... Uh, I in my heart it's Varric, I guess. I, okay. I used him a lot more than I ended up using Cole. Not because I dislike Cole, um, but just because I like Varric a lot. Yeah, I like him a lot more now than I did ten years ago when I first played this game. Yeah, he's he's just a good friend when it comes yeah. down to things. Uh, Blackwall, Cassandra, or Iron Bull? Iron Bull by a fucking mile. <laughs> it, it it is not even a choice. I like Iron, Black Wall. Iron Bull is the best character in this game <laughs> by a lot. I liked Blackwall. He's just a like a normal He's guy. He's nothing. He's a normal guy. He's like okay. I'm I'm kind. I'm a kind of He's like a knight so type. boring. I'm kind of judging you. What the hell? <laughs> He's so boring. He's a great warden. <laughs> I think you'll find that he is not. <laughs> I think you'll find that he is not at all a Grey Warden. He's fucking dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, he got killed in your game, right? Off screen. Owned. If you liked him so much, maybe you should have saved him. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, and now mages. Vivian, uh, Solus, or Dorian? Uh, Dorian. By, well... Base game Dorian, but if we're gonna <laughs> when we talk about trespassers, Solus becomes pretty cool. Actually. He becomes pretty cool. He's just yeah. walking around in armor. I with turn his around hands a lot on him. him. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's kind of yeah, and he does this flashy eye thing when he does magic. It's pretty sick. You must have questions. did not expect this to be the way I came out of the game. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We got to go back to yeah. talking about the bad parts of this game. Okay, but yeah, we have to talk about the bad parts of this game. So. Um, the beginning of the game, you have to choose between mages versus templars, which which one you want to bring into the Inquisition. Um, and so I chose mages. You go and do their little mission that involves protecting them from a Tevinter mage who is using time magic to, like, mind wipe them somehow. It's kind of weird. Um, but eventually you, like, find yourself one year in the future after you get thrown in a portal, uh, and see... What's to come, which is to say, Corypheus and like what he's doing. Um, so you kind of have like an idea of like what you are trying to prevent uh, from happening. 
Um, after that, the uh, main plot, like, Corypheus comes and attacks your base. You move into Skyhold. And then you do a bunch of other random shit that doesn't really matter until it's time to fight Corypheus. <laughs> like, you, you know, you go and uh, destroy his red lyrium mines at one point, or you can. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, the main missions. You go to the Orlesian Ball to prevent the assassination of Empress Selene, or you go to the Orlesian Ball to encourage the assassination of Empress Selene <laughs> to put your figurehead on the throne if you want. Uh, that's right. that's a choice you have. So, uh, after mm-hmm. after the you move into Skyhold, there's basically two different threads going at the same time. One of which is yeah. the assassination of Empress Selene of Orlesia. Orlesia? Orle, sorry. Uh, the other one is the threat of you tracking down Grey Wardens. So, um... Right, yes, I forgot about the Grey Warden thing, because it's really stupid. Varric introduces you to Hawk from Dragon Age 2. You might remember her. Maybe uh, you've heard of her. Hawk has a friend in the Wardens. Now, depending on your save file situation, that Warden might be uh, Terran Loghain from Dragon Age Inquis- uh, uh, Origins. It might be Alistair, if he's not king... But for most people, it's going to be Stroud. The most boring man who has ever lived. <laughs> He's just you, a guy. You might remember him from Dragon Age 2, where he shows up for two seconds and says, Oh, I cannot be politics. And then he gives you like a sword or something and bounces. Yeah, I don't remember him at all. Um, He's literally there for five minutes. I believe you. I just don't remember him even being there for five minutes. Um, anyway, you track him down, and then, in doing so, you end up at the Adamant Fortress, where, now, stop me if you've heard this one before, but, um, Corypheus is going to use demons to possess and control the Grey Wardens and brainwash them into being evil. Yep. Does that sound like Corypheus's MO at this point? Yep. Uh, so obviously you stop that, and then you're yeah. offered a very obvious choice of: um, Do you want the Grey Wardens to help you, or get the hell out of Orle? Because that'll makes... take the Grey Wardens. Yeah. Why would I kick them out of Orle? Why would I? Yeah. Why would I kick them out of Orle? Um. Anyway, I didn't understand that choice at all. No. It felt it felt completely out of left field. It was not set up why the Warden presence in Orle would be... I just don't understand why that's the problem. Yeah. Um, Anyway, those are the two threads that now, once you've solved those two branches of story, you just get a rapid-fire set of story missions leading you through the last act where you just keep showing up to kick over Corypheus' sandcastles and then get out <laughs> um yeah he's trying to go to an elven ruin to get the well of sorrow which is a pool of water that contains the memories and will of all of these elven priests of mythal an elven god uh, stretching yes. back all the way back it's a very old um, yeah. um as a note uh you do meet morgan at the orle ball um, and she joins the Inquisition uh, to help you out. Uh, I think either way it goes, right? She has to be yes, there. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah, she'll she's she'll appointed. join your party. Yeah, she she shows up and is like one of your consultants for uh, the second half of the game. Um, um, but you take her to the Well of Sorrow mission is the only reason why I bring that up. That's right. And you get to the Well of Sorrow, and if you um, did the extra puzzles instead of blowing through and speeding along, then you can make friends with the elves who live there. They're basically, they show up and they fight off an invader to this sacred space, and then they go back to sleep. They're basically just time-lapsing, and they're just like, showing up throughout the ages to defend this place um yeah and they they keep complaining that every time they come back like they're worse at it yeah and the elves outside are worse too yeah and they're all sick of it um i don't know if you uh if we've like really talked this much about the elf situation since origins um but after they they're not really a thing in two no no uh it's not really a, a focal point um, but the elf origin, if you play City Elf in Origins, uh, real rough. Basically, yeah. after the, the elf society fell, uh, humans showed up and started enslaving them. And um, that happened for centuries. And. Yep. Uh, like, the thing about this Dragon Age setting. Especially in, like, Ferelden is a new nation that broke off from Orlay. And Orlay broke off from the Tevinter Imperium. Tevinter, yeah. And before the Tevinter Imperium came to this continent and settled there and colonized it, the elves lived there. So it's just layers on layers of, like, people living in this space. Um, and the elves have just been through a lot <laughs> since their uh, since their shit blew up. Yep. Um. So these guys are like, oh, we've been watching this over the years, and the the decline of of how people treat elves, uh, kind of sucks out there. Yep. Uh, anyway, you get to the pool and you are given a choice: do you want to drink from the well, or do you want to let Morgan drink from the well? Yeah, uh, so I just let Morgan do it because whatever. I did not. <laughs> I you drank did it not. myself. Because um, you looked it up. I looked up to see what the mechanical ramifications were, and it was: Do you want extra dialogue options? And I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. Um, that's pretty cool. Then uh. Corypheus shows up after you watch him just get owned by an elven booby trap uh, and then respawn. That is true. He does just get owned by a booby trap. <laughs> and then he shows up at the end after you've picked up this. Uh, yeah, after well you slurp up the entire well. Yeah, he shows up and he's like, ah, and then he flies at you like fucking Voldemort. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and then you, just, you go through the mirror and you're good to go. You peace out. Um. So that brings us to the final piece, the second to last mission, where you're like, damn, I think the secret to Corypheus respawning is his dragon, which is not an archdemon. It's just that, a dragon. Like you may have thought before. You might have thought. And the game, everyone thinks that it's an archdemon. Um, it's not. It's just a dragon controlled with, you guessed it, Red Lyrium. Uh, so I'm only shocked. The only way to defeat a dragon is with another dragon. So you have to go and get a dragon. Um, 
I think you'll find that that's not true, and you can just kill dragons. <laughs> this dragon's special. Uh, I had to tame a dragon. I'm sure you did not. I didn't. Uh, I actually didn't... don't know what happened there. <laughs> Morrigan learns to turn into a dragon. Yeah, but it's just kind. Of, it just kind of happens, and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sure, I guess." They don't talk <laughs> about it at all. She just shows up as a dragon, and I thought it was Flemeth at first because they don't show Morrigan turn into the dragon, and then the dragon like despawns and it's Morgan. I was like, "Oh, that's weird." That is weird. That that makes me less sense than the scene I got. Yeah. Where where uh, Flemeth shows up and she's like, oh, okay, here's the deal. You need a dragon. Well, I did talk to Flemeth, but because Morgan had the thing, that was what that scene was about. Oh, okay. Because in, in mine, she was like, uh, I'm going to call a dragon. You're going to kick it I around know a, a guy. <laughs> uh, you're going to kick it around a little bit, and then you're going to like make a face pattern on your face with magic uh and that's gonna like transfer to the dragon and the dragon will come when you call one time so yeah sure man then you go and pick a fight with Criffius, and um your dragon fights his dragon and uh you you easily dispatch him yep and you win and you win that's the game you just win you win um, um, the only little post credits thing, uh, is like you get, you know, the happy ending, blah, blah, you talk to your party members, yada, yada, whatever, who cares? Um, and there's one little scene where like, um, uh, Solus goes and talks to Flemeth and you're like, oh, that's weird, but sure. Yeah, whatever. Um, because Solus has disappeared after you win the fight with Corypheus and he was really upset about the orb that Corypheus had being broken. Um, we didn't so talk he about dips. We didn't talk about the orb because it doesn't matter. Um, he dips um, and talks to Flemeth, and they have like a moment where they like talk to each other, and they each know that the other one is the Elven God, uh, Mythal, and I forget Fen Harel. Is that yep. it? Yeah, Fen Harel, uh, the Dread Wolf, who Solus is, and then he eats Flemeth. <laughs> he just munches her soul right up. I think I actually... I'm pretty sure that's what it is I'm, I I think that's what happened there Having seen Flemeth just eat a soul Right before that Yeah, no, I saw Because <laughs> in my game Flemeth ate the old god soul From uh, Morgan's kid Oh, shit Yeah So I guess Solus has that now Um Yeah uh, now, uh, obviously we did the DLC, we went to the Frostback Basin, we went to the Deep Roads. No, I did not. No, I did not. Well, I did go to the Deep Roads for a second, I was like, this shit sucks, and then I left. <laughs> and I did not go to Frostback Basin. Do you want to talk about, like, anything else about the base game, or do you want to just move on to Trespasser? Do you want to talk about the characters? Or do you want to do Trespasser and then talk about the guys? Uh, it doesn't matter much to me. Uh, tell me about Iron Bull. Uh, cool guy leads a mercenary company. He is a Canari, um, who is also a spy for the Canari government. 
I guess mm-hmm. they're they're a, he's he's in the Canari CIA, um, but he also has a mercenary company he runs. Um, and you go and meet up with him, and he tells you all of this the first time you meet him, and is like, "Listen, uh, I know what you're up to. I know what you're doing. I uh, want to get in on this Inquisition shit. I will feed you the reports I am getting from the Canari people, uh, because I will be reporting back, obviously." <laughs> um, but you know, uh, if you want me, you can have me. Uh, and he is a cool guy. Uh, and I like him a lot. And you had him. That's right. <laughs> best. Uh, I think he's maybe the best guy Bioware has written. I just like him a lot. He's, he's very nice. Um, he is the, the spy thing is very clever for him. Cause you don't expect it. I think. Because uh, sure, yeah. he's just a big warrior guy. I think that's um, fun. He's very yeah. like laid back and um, uncomplicated, but also he's yes. a spy. But also he's a spy, you know. Um, and he has a bunch of friends that come with him for free. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I I don't have like a ton to say about him. I think he's just a great character in this game uh, i think he's easily the best character in this game he's a fan favorite for sure yeah i like him quite a bit i didn't mess with him this time but uh, in the past i had uh played with iron bull for a good chunk of the game yeah i think he's great uh black wall you don't like black wall boring as hell he's this man nice is guy. nothing no he's he's nothing He's he's nice. Sure. He's, he's a knight. I don't know. He's a guy who's pretending to be a gray warden. Um he died off-screen for me, but you know. Uh so I did basically everyone's quests. I I got through everything except for uh in the base game Solus has a quest you can do. Um, where you, like, help him research the fate or whatever. I didn't end up doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just, like, an early thing you could do, and I didn't see what happens afterwards. So, whatever. I don't. I didn't really care about him at the time, because uh, early on in Dragon Age Inquisition, it's very clear that he's bad news. Like, uh, it, it's even, even not knowing, like, what everybody on Twitter talks about, it's very clear that he is not, like, a good guy. <laughs> I think. He... Is snobby. Or at least that he has his own motives. Sure. He's definitely very snobby and feels like... Um, I think he kind of has incel vibes early on. He very much has incel vibes early on. He's very much like, I care about this thing. And if you don't know about this thing, I will look down on you for it. Yeah. Um... He's just not very pleasant. So as soon as I got Vivian, I replaced him in my party. <laughs> yep. Um, let's talk about Vivian. Vivian uh, is a black woman who shows up to tell you that Mage Oppression is good, actually. And that's her entire character. She's also posh. Doesn't matter. I I think this is a vile thing to do. Yes. This is this is like disgusting writing. Um, uh, it's very bad. She is the. She's also the person who is like into the high fashion 
part of like Orlesian nobility. That part's She'll, cool. <laughs> yeah, she's also bitchy. Yeah, um, I love I love that generally. Unfortunately, she's also like, listen, it's it's only right that you oppress the mages, and it's like, dude, you can't look, do this. I was a mage and I turned out fine. No matter right, the fact exactly. That I'm rich. Yes, ignore that part. Ugh, um, it's gross. I made her the pope. You did make her the pope. I did not. I made Liliana the pope because she was going to free the mages. Yeah, and she did. Instead of freeing the mages, Vivian um, makes them. You see, if we just break the glass ceiling, um, then yeah. once we get mages in power, then uh, we'll be able to systemically change from the inside. Did she or did she not remake the circle? Uh, she did remake the circle. She did remake the circle. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. She also has allowed she kind of remade the mage jail where you put the mages yes it does not say anything about how or in what way but it does say that the templars are a shell of their former selves and that mages are rising in, through the ranks of the chantry like never before so i, just I don't, don't know think what that, that matters i don't know what that actually means but that's the ending i was gunning for because i wanted to see what it was uh, i think that out. is a coward way to write that Oh, oh, really? You don't think that yes. uh, that you could just like get the get the mage in the in the hot seat and then uh, just fix it all from the inside? I don't think that. No. Once again, Andrews was right. <laughs> so unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I do got to hand it to him. Corypheus was just like, "Hmm, blow up a church. This sounds like blow a up good a idea. church. I like that." Is that why he blew up Haven? Because he was like, you guys are hanging out in a church? I gotta get rid of that thing. Oh no, the Temple of Sacred Ashes. He blew up so many churches, bro. Yeah. Remember that side quest in Dragon Age Origins about the ashes? That wasn't a side quest. You have to do that. Oh. That whole game is a side quest. <laughs> that whole game is a side quest. Um. Yeah, that mountain's gone, by the way. That was where that happened. Yeah. Yeah, that mountain got blowed up. Dorian. Let's keep the mages going. Let's talk about Dorian. He's a Tevinter guy. Cool guy. I like him a lot. He's he's a, he's a fancy little gay guy. That's right. Yep. But also, um, if you play as a woman and you flirt with him enough, eventually he'll be like, look, this is fun, but I'm gay. You have to know that. <laughs> yeah, you have and to know that. And your options are like, oh, okay, sorry. Or, oh, okay, can I keep going? Yeah. (laughs) Then he just goes, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, this is fun, but I just want you to know that I am gay. And we can flirt, but like... Ma'am, it's not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That dog don't hunt. Yeah. Um, I liked him a lot. I thought he was very fun. Um... He uh, he showed up during that um, mage quest, like or yeah, for the mages. So by that point, I didn't have Iron Bull or anybody yet. So he was the like easily the most charismatic character who had shown up in this game so far. Oh yeah. Uh, so I clung to him like a lifeguard, you know, like. That's another uh, one. Um, I specifically went out of my way to use characters that I had ignored in the past because I'd played this game sure. two other times, which is why I didn't hang out with Dorian um, or 
Who did I not? Uh, Barrett. Yeah, hang out with Iron Bull either. Iron Bull, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't um, think I spoke to Iron Bull outside of recruiting him. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, the sex scene with him is very funny. I don't know. If, <laughs> do you know about it? I think I've heard of it, but I don't remember. There's a scene where um, I think it's like the second time you guys fuck. Uh, you're hanging out in one of the towers that's just around Skyhold, like way out, you know, in the middle of wherever. Um, and afterwards, you're getting dressed, and he's just like laying there, like you know, dick out, chilling. Uh, <laughs> and then Colin walks in because <laughs> he's trying to find you to talk to you. Um, and he's like, "Oh, geez, am I interrupting something?" And then Josie walks up behind him and is like, "Oh." Uh, and then Cassandra walks up behind her and and Bull just goes are you fucking kidding me and they all just kind of like stare for a minute and they ask you like so is this a thing and you you could be like no it's not or yes it is Uh, and they're like okay great Uh, anyway I'm gonna go and then Josie like lingers for an extra minute looking and then leaves (laughs) so very funny little thing Cassandra, a character that I never hung out with, I I still like three playthroughs through like at least the first half of the game, and I never have gotten tight with Cassandra. Um, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she's cool. I don't I don't have any strong feelings for Cassandra because she's barely in Dragon Age two, right? But she's just there as like this kind of shouty lady, um, who is tied to the Chantry somehow and is hanging out with Liliana, but you don't really see that until the very end. Um, yeah, she's with the Seekers, which is a part of the Chantry that taught the Templars their abilities. And according to the description of her skill tree, she has all of the abilities of a Templar, but without the Lyrium addiction. Yeah, which is... Sure, I guess. I mean, I don't know, right? Like, Then why don't the Templars have that, is my question. <laughs> I'm going to guess that the Seekers are just mages. I'm going to guess that they have, like, a special, like, sect of mages who don't have, like, a ton of magic power, but can do some stuff, you know? And that's, like, what a Seeker ends up being. Uh, because oh, Lyrium is huh. what gives you access to magic, right? Um... Uh, the Seekers of Truth are an Andrastian order that acts as a secret police force for the Orlesian Chantry. Okay. That's crazy. That doesn't answer your question. <laughs> I um, don't think. No, I just laughed at the, the part where Dovicky... Where it said secret police. Yeah, they're the secret police of the church. Yeah, that makes um, perfect sense. It's clearly what be, they are. They used to be the Inquisition. I thought the Templars used to be the Inquisition. No, it's the Seekers. Because they have the eye. I feel like it's both. <laughs> um, I feel like it probably was the Seekers, but the Templars were also part of the Seekers at that point, would be my guess. Abilities. But I, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Seekers do not use Lyrium, which makes their abilities different from Templars, though they are able to util- utilize Templar abilities. They develop these abilities through ritual and many years of dedicated training. Uh, yeah, they're seekers, mages. Seekers cannot be possessed and are immune to mind control. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, some That's seekers magic. Gain, some seekers gain other gifts depending on the individual, such as setting the lyrium within a person's blood on fire. What the fuck? 
Uh, yes, this can be used to bend a major Templar to the Seeker's will, interrogate, or paralyze. Once there was a Seeker who could use the ability to kill, though this is considered rare. What the fuck? Um, to become a Seeker, an initiate spends a month in vigil, a full year of fasting, prayer, and separation from all distractions, including other people. They empty themselves of all emotion, focusing only on the purity of their devotion. This renders the initiate tranquil, and the vigil summons a spirit of faith to touch the initiate's mind, thus breaking the tranquility and giving the Seeker their abilities. So they are abominations. They are literally, like, possessed by spirits. Alright, well that's stupid. They become tranquil and then get possessed. And then get untranquiled? Yes. This is right. This is dumb. This is goofy. Yeah, that doesn't. But they don't have to be mages. I no, don't... they do, because it's the only way you could be made tranquil. Can you be Or I guess they only make mages tranquil, because that's what ma- I don't know, man. Whatever. A tranquil. Being I tranquil? really don't want to spend this whole time diving down a wiki hole for Dragon Age lore. We have enough to talk about. Okay. Yeah, sorry. This is not a good podcast for that. Um. So that's all of the mages. Uh. So we have Cole. I think. Yep. Uh. Cole's cool. I like Norm- Cole a lot. He's, guy. he's a cool guy. Normal guy who may or may not be a ghost. He's a spirit of compassion. Yeah, I love that. It's great. Yeah. Uh, He also has two knives. (laughs) And he will show you compassion and blood. Um, Or a bow if if you're in my playthrough. I gave him a bow. I just let him keep using those knives. He's clearly good with them. Yeah, it's on his character art and everything. Yeah, it's right there. He's um, cool. Yeah, I I liked him a lot. Uh, very interesting character. Um, did you did you do his quest at all? I don't uh, think no. you did, right? No, I didn't. Okay, where you uh, have to help him decide whether or not to. So you uh, try to get an amulet that will keep him from being like. Um, what's the word they use? I keep wanting to say sealed, but that's not it. Like bound to bound right. to a mage. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So you try to find this amulet and it doesn't work because he's not a demon and that's what you would bind. He is a spirit, um, but he's also kind of too human for the um, anti-binding spell to work. Um, so you go and uh, have like a thing where there's like an uh, implication that he took over somebody's body of a dead guy mm. um, and he sees the guy who killed that dead guy. Uh, and he gets very upset, and you can either tell him to run away or chase after him. And Varric is like, listen, this kid needs to go chase after him and see what happens. So he almost lets him kill that guy, but I guess Varric knows that he's not actually going to go through with it. Um, and he doesn't, and he becomes more human. Or you let him do what Sola says, and he becomes more of a spirit. I, I don't know why he would do that, but... Um, um, yeah, cool little quest. I, I like Cole a lot. He's he's yeah. a cool guy. Uh, he's just trying to make it in this crazy world, you know? He doesn't they, understand why we do what we do. He doesn't understand why we do any of the things we do. Yeah, because it's just hurting people, which that's yeah. so true. He hates the Grey Wardens. He really does. I guess it's um, fair. 
So this is sort of... Um, you might remember that in the Dragon Age Origins DLC, uh, Justice was introduced in a similar way of, like, the spirit possessing a, the corpse of a Grey Warden. Oh, is that what happened? I just... I didn't yeah. know it possessed the Grey Warden. I thought that Anders just met... No. Well, Andres is a Grey Warden, right? No. Isn't he? Was Pretty he? sure he is. I don't Pretty sure Andres was a Grey Warden. Regardless. Um, human mage determined to escape the circle. Whatever. I'm, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Andres is a Grey Warden. I, I have confirmed. Uh, point being that they had that idea way long time ago, and now they were like, what if we like did something with that? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what what is that actually like to have this thing sort of assuming humanity? Um, so it's fun. He's a he's a cool character. Yeah, I liked it a lot. He is a much better rogue than Sarah. Oh, <sighs> uh, Sarah is your LOL random. Uh, I'm here to shoot rich people with arrows, which at first I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll shoot rich people with arrows. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she's like, but actually I hate mages. Keep them away from me. And I'm like, dude. (laughs) (sighs) She She literally literally says the phrase, not in my backyard. And I'm like, bro. She uh, wants to solve this dispute with the Templars and the mages. Uh, mostly so that she can get back to stealing things and, and, like, gaining her own wealth. Yes. Because she hates the rich people. But she will not be honest about that. No. She hates rich people, but she wants to be rich and acquire wealth for herself. But I guess it'll be noble this time because she won't, like, be a part of society. Um, She's awful. Awful, She's awful. Awful little gremlin. Um, terrible. No good. Um, I, I know people don't like her, um, for the killing rich people thing, which is weird to me. Uh, but she's just awful in general, so I guess I can't complain that people don't like her, because she sucks. Yep. She's, she's a turf, also. Is she a turf? Yeah. Um, oh, of course, she makes yeah. a, she makes a couple of weird comments to you, um, and also there's the um, the one at the ball where if you take her to the to the to the ball, she'll she'll be oh, like, yeah. oh look at all these secrets people have. This guy beats a servant. Uh, she's a he, etc. Yikes, dude. Yeah. She's, she's, there's no... What a rancid character. I had no idea, actually. Oh, I thought you knew about that one. No, I didn't know about that before right now. Well, welcome. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, I cannot think of a good thing about Sarah, honestly. Yeah, no, there's, there's, oh, there's nothing also, here. There's also the part where she's like an elf, and she's she was raised in human culture, and she hates elf culture, because um, as we've said before elves are like very clearly systemically oppressed by every system by everyone yeah um and her opinion of that is like oh i hate being elfy because if you're an elf you have to be sad all the time about how bad everything is it's like 
Okay, but things are pretty bad. You can acknowledge the things, things are, are not bad. good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Come on. ignoring that does not make you not an elf and will not make society treat you like a human. Yeah. So, I don't know. That, that, that felt weird. <laughs> that, um, that weird dynamic. Um, yeah, did not care for her. One bit. But as Worf Rogue, now th- now we're talking. Now we're talking. Varric is back, baby. He's Varric. You may have heard of him. You may remember your friend Varric. My friend Varric? That's right. I remember him. He had a brother. Uh, yeah, his dead brother. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking dead as hell. His fucking dead brother. Uh, Varric is back. He's the same guy. And yeah. I like him a lot. He's still great. Still writing he did, books. He did not hit for me when I first played this. I thought he was too jokey, random, quippy. Um, Man, he time. is not even... Yeah, he is not even that bad. Yeah, I was... Especially compared yeah. to anyone else in this game. <laughs> <laughs> He's cool. Um, Dragon Playing Dragon Age 2 really like changed how I see Varric a lot. Yeah, he's just a guy who like keeps making important friends on accident, uh, who doesn't really want to be involved in this huge shit, but is anyway. He's a. Uh... Also, I told him to write his book at the end. Yeah, yeah, I think I did too. Yeah, he's good at it. Clearly. Um. Although that does. Uh, it does make me think about the part where this is a fantasy setting based off a specific part of history and like the novel as we think of it doesn't really track in that context because it would be a different thing but whatever no no but whatever i'm not i'm not here to think about that i don't care (laughs) if you want to make a dwarf writer i think that's just fun yeah um who else are we missing? Uh, that's all the rogues. That's all the... Uh, do we talk about Cassandra? We already did. Yeah, I think we, we got everybody then. We kind of... Uh, we didn't talk about the advisors. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so Liliana's back. Um, Hell she's yeah. back. She's a fucking spy. She's <laughs> and a she will spy. kill as many guys as you want. She's got a chainmail nun outfit that's sick as hell. It is a really good look. Um... She's also, like, having a crisis of faith at the beginning of the game. Yeah. As you do. As you do. Uh, she's also known as Lady Nightingale, which is fucking sick. Uh, we already did that in Skyrim. I don't care about that part. There's already Nightingales in Skyrim. I don't... I don't know. I didn't do that one then. But That's from doing the Dark Brotherhood. Didn't oh no, Dark that's is that the Dark Brotherhood or the Thieves Guild? It's one of the Oh other. no, I, I think know. it's the Thieves Guild. It's the Thieves Guild. Yes, it's the Thieves Guild. Uh, that armor's sick. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, Liliana's back. She's having a crisis of faith about Lady uh, about Divine Justina dying uh, because she was her left hand, which means she did all of the Chantry murders whenever they needed the right. <laughs> whenever they needed doing. Um, so she goes through it with all that and is um, trying to like reconcile that with who she is now um and in my game at the end of the day she was like you know what i'm actually pretty good at murder so i think i'll keep doing that and you're like yeah sick great love that for you yeah much like in origins you have the opportunity to either harden her or encourage her to to lighten up yeah um she's sick i like her a lot 
Yeah, I like her she, a lot too. She's great. She almost um, got with the hero of Ferelden, but she liked her too much. Uh, she got with the hero of Ferelden in my game, uh, and there's like a little mission you can do for her to send the hero of Ferelden a letter, like a little operation. They talk to each other, mm-hmm. uh, and she just kind of mentions later, like, "Yeah, it was actually really nice getting that. Thank you for doing that for me," uh, etc. The Hero Freldon. The Hero Freldon doesn't show up in this game because Bioware is comprised entirely of cowards. Um, I was or not... the Hero Freldon is dead. Yes, uh, I was not able to carry over a uh, a marker that made the Hero Freldon alive. So, yeah, mine was me. alive, and the baby and Morgan had the baby with Alistair. So, as should be canon, as far as I know. Yeah. Um. Clearly the most interesting version. Certainly the most interesting outcome, yes. (laughs) Um, uh, Cullen. It's Cullen. Cullen. I actually ended up liking him a lot more than I thought I would. Oh, yeah. He's so much more of a character. He's an actual character in this game, so (laughs) that helps a lot. Um, His main plot line is how he is dealing with the after effects of going uh, cold turkey off Illyrium. Yeah. Uh, Which I think was a good plot line. Um, he he is struggling. Uh, it's very painful to deal with that withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has like a pact with Cassandra to like relieve him of duty if he ever like starts losing it over this. Um, and he keeps trying to insist to Cassandra that no, he can't keep doing it. Uh, and every time he talks to Cassandra or you walk into those meetings, she's like, "Dog, I just told you I think you're doing great. So yeah, quit asking me to tell you to stop." Also, as we... Like, um, I will stop you if you need to be stopped. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that the... We'll get into this in a little bit, because I want to make this point later, but um, there's a lot of relationships between NPCs uh, that you're not a part of, that and, like, dynamics yeah. there, that are really compelling. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that stuff works. Um, when you told me that if you don't romance Iron Bull, he gets with Dorian, very <laughs> funny. That whips... Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Iron Bull and Dorian. It's obviously we'll get into this in a minute, but um, um, Sarah and Dagna, the Arcanist, yeah, dwarf, and uh, Blackwall and Josephine. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they got together in my game, despite me not being interested in either of them. I think there's some weirdness to that one. I think it like they broke up or something. Maybe if I only, okay. Maybe only if I do the. Um... I didn't finish Josie's quest, so. Oh yeah, yeah. That might be part of it. Josie's quest is um, that she's betrothed to someone, and you have to duel them. <clears throat> oh really? I got the one where she's like trying to get her family back out of, like, almost being oh, out of the nobility. That's the. What I said was the Josie romance. Quest. Oh, never okay. Mind. Never yes, mind. Yeah, you're never mind. <laughs> I forgot about the family yeah. thing. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, I guess we could talk about Josie. Josie's great. What she's a good cute. character. She's adorable, and she yeah. is there, and she is going to uh, be Orlesian, and she is going to uh, write the fancy party agendas for you if you need them, and <laughs> teach you how to do politics. She is going to schedule an hour to chat with you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, she's great. 
Yeah, she's she's great. Walking around with her little day planner that has a candle on it. Very good. That's I love right. that. She's invented the clipboard. She invented a <laughs> clipboard. And it has a little spot for a candle. It's so good. Um, the three advisors are really fun. I like them a lot. Yeah, I like them a lot. You know, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, did I just think this game was good? Except yes. for the parts that sucked? <laughs> yeah, I think I did. That's the thing, right? Like, we have all these things, but the thing we haven't talked about is the, like, gulf of time between these interactions and between yeah, these because moments. I feel like, for me, all the bad stuff was really front-loaded. The, be- the beginning of the game is a bunch of vile shit, I thought. It, it was not good. Yeah. Uh, but the longer you get in and the more you get, like, more guys to interact with each other, it's way better. Yeah. And, um... The the biggest problem this game has is how big it is. Um, yeah. And people say leave the hinterlands, you know, uh, just so yes. you can move on to the rest of the game. You need to have that mentality everywhere you go. You need to get in, do the thing, and move on. Like... Yes. You cannot linger, or else the game will it will just drag forever. There's always something to do. Yes. There's always some meaningless nothing for you to do. Yes, and you have to get out of there. You got. You got to consume you. You got to hit the bricks. <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, but Nora, uh, the next story mission costs like 18 power, and I don't have that. I have to go do side stuff. Well. One, you can buy it. You can just buy power from this merchant. Um, and two... You were like, so mad when you heard I was buying power. Well, I front-loaded my stuff. I was like, okay, now that I have access to the to the world maps, I will just clear out the Storm Coast and do all of the objectives there because it's a pretty small area. So I collected all the shards. I did the Astrariums. I, you know, set up all the camps. I closed all the rifts. I did all the side quests. Um, yep. And then I did this again with the Exalted Planes after the Templar mission. Uh, And so I was, like, ahead of the curve on power. I was like, I have enough for the next mission, and I'm still saving up for the next one after that. So I was like, okay, this is going to be great. I'm going to front load this, like, um, this non-story mission stuff so that I can just kind of go through at my own pace. Uh, And then you pointed out that after you do a specific war table operation uh you can purchase power and influence uh, for very cheap very cheap yes there's like yeah. 20 of the cheapest ones or or 30 no there's like 50 <laughs> oh is it 50 that's a yeah lot. it's 50 yeah it's 50 power and like two or three levels worth of influence because I had literally just been complaining, because Nora and I were on a call, I had literally just been complaining about how there's nothing to spend gold on. Um, because the loot the loot system in this game is atrocious. It's bad. It just shouldn't be here. Um, the crafting system is bad. Um, and then, eventually, we um, I got to a point where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go look at like what the vendors are in Skyhold. Because I had before, and I hadn't found anything, but there was, like, a new one on my map, and I went there, and he was just, like, selling these random items, and I bought one, and it gave me, like, two power and, like, a 1,500 influence or something. I was like, excuse me? I, I'm going to buy all of those. I would love to have free influence levels. For 100 gold each? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> See, what I spent all my gold on was crafting materials. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. 
Because I made sick daggers. They weren't that sick, because you kept dying. Well, it's because I had to go craft armor. <laughs> but I had two daggers, and they were you both know, like... If you had killed ten dragons, you wouldn't have to do any of that. <laughs> I would still need to get, you know, stuff to craft. No, it's all just there. You have the stuff. I had some pretty intense gear by the end of it. Uh, yeah, I did too. I was constantly just doing teleporting strikes from like the... It's a skill from the assassin skill tree. Yeah. Um, that I could just do for free randomly. So. All I know is that you were dying and I wasn't. Well, excuse That's what I know. me. <laughs> I got one game over on a call with you. You'll never let me fucking live it down. It's like Corypheus nope. over here. Nope. Damn. You're owned. Owned, owned, owned. Um, anyway. We've spent um, enough time on this game. Yep. Let's talk about uh, the real want- game. Let's talk about the real game, where this game is actually, like, gets good. (laughs) When the game actually has, like, stakes that matter. Yeah. And a compelling story and, like, characters that are written to have sick lines. Yeah. Uh, So, Trespasser um, is the third DLC released for Dragon Age Inquisition. Serves as an epilogue. Uh, Takes place two years after the end of the main game. Um, Solus is still nowhere to be found, and you are going to the Exalted Council... Um, because Ferelda and Orlais are both kind of tired of the Inquisition existing, especially when there has not been a threat for the last two years. Um, that You're that, very big. Yeah, you're kind of huge, and there's no threat that requires you to be that big. You are in Orlais, you are on the Ferelden border, and they are worried that eventually, uh, because you are so buddy-buddy with Orlais after um, installing either installing your Empress or saving their Empress, uh, that she likes you. Uh, and that you may become like an extra set of chevaliers for them. And also, the Pope likes you too, because you were buddy buddy with who has become the new with Pope. With whoever has become the new Pope, because your options are Cassandra or Liliana or Vivian, right? I think that's it. Yes. Because I don't think you can stop them from making one of those three the Pope. You can't. I... Is there a fourth option? No. It's okay. one of those three. Um, and I know that in the, like, I looked at the math of, like, oh, these are the things that gives this amount of points toward this character. Uh, Vivian has priority in a tie, and um, Cassandra has priority over Leliana in a tie. So, Leliana's actually the trickiest one. Okay, she's actually the most do. difficult one to get there. Well, I made her the Pope. You did it. I it did helps, it. It helps when you uh, are constantly pissing off Vivian. I love to constantly piss off Vivian because she's awful. <laughs> she's awful. It's true. Uh, yeah. So uh, in Trespasser, uh, you are at this council meeting. You meet up with all your friends. You have a nice little discussion with them. There's some funny little scenes you can do. Uh, Iron Bull specifically is very good. Um, I actually did like Vivian's scene where she's doing spa day with you. And there's clearly a bunch of bullshit happening behind you. Uh, and she keeps yeah. telling you not to worry about it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, that's so, the scene where my romance panned out, such that it was. Right, because you had, you went after Scout Harding. Uh, both Nora, Nora and I both played Kunari in this game. Um. Yeah, didn't fucking matter, but. Didn't did. fucking matter. <laughs> um, I have 
uh, first of all, they invented new slurs <laughs> for the Canari in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's like a little bit at the end where Corypheus is also kind of racist at you for no reason in the last fight. Yeah. Starts, yeah, starts talking about how Canari uh, aren't even a real race. They're just made out of, like, rot. And it's like, okay. Weird. But Yeah, weird. But sure, man, I guess. I'm already killing you, so I guess I'll just keep doing it. I, I uh, Let me show you how real I am. Stab, stab, yeah. stab. Stab, stab, stab. Um, so, yeah. So, we played Canari. Um, so, you romance Scout Harding. Uh, because that is the funniest possible option for a Kunari 2 romance. I'm not saying that's why you did it, but it is the truth. It is the truth. Yeah. Um, um, how'd that go? Uh, don't, it's it's not real. Um, there's a line where Vivian asks you if you ever took Harding on a date, and you can say yes. Man, that's weak. Yeah. It's weird. Was... Why did they give you so many flirting options if she's not a romance option? It's so weird. I don't know. You can flirt with her every time you go to a new area. It feels like you should be able to romance her. And if you don't flirt with her every time, then you don't even get this prompt. You have Wild. to you have to open every area and every flirt every area. time. And then she's like, "Hey, is this like something, or are you just playing around?" And you could be like, "No, it's something. I like you." And then no, it after was for that, real. Yeah, um, you're like locked in to get that one line of dialogue in the DLC. God, man, that is uh, brutal. But there's true, not even a scene of her in any either the base game or Trespasser like credit slideshows. Wow. There's only they the mention, give you nothing. They give you nothing. She's part of your group. Like it's Cassandra, Leliana, you, and then her three scouts: uh, Harding, Charter, and the other one that I don't remember. Yeah. That's your crew at the end end, and the the people that aren't Cassandra or Liliana don't even show up on camera. Uh, Colin was there for me, but... Oh, okay. Colin retired yeah. for me. <laughs> he got no, he was, he, was still, he was still leading the forces because I did not disband the Inquisition. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, the, the plot, you go to the Exalted Council, they want you to disband the Inquisition, you can say yes or no... Um, but before you say yes or no, uh, there is a little plot going on, uh, because you find a dead Canari who has shown up at the Winter Palace, um, and, and you find that, yes. This Kunari probably, like, snuck in, right? Like, he's probably dressed very, uh, plainly, probably, like, disguised or something, right? No, he's just in armor. He's, oh, he's just, like, a soldier? No, he's just, like, a, sho- a soldier, yeah. That's crazy. How'd he get there? Well, there's an alluvian in the Winter oh, Palace uh, that you can use to get in and out of there. Um, so you go in there a number of times. You go back and forth between finding out something about what this alluvian has. Um, you find out little plot points about the Dreadwolf, uh, Fenarel, um, about how he uh, was somebody who tried to free all the elves from the old gods, uh, the old elven gods. Um who were it is implied that they were enslaving them with those markings yeah so um and he would remove the markings for you the um this is a one of the weird things about how they write elves so there's two types of elf like background you can pick in these games which is city elf or dalish elf dalish elves are specifically elves who have left 
human society and are trying to reclaim their, like, what they perceive to be their, like, elven heritage. And that is why you get the face tattoos on all the elves um, that live outside outside of the cities. But the revelation in Trespasser is that that tradition of the face tattoo is actually slave markings from yes. the old, 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 olden days of, like, the immortal elves. Um, yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> um, it's weird, but it seems like a lot of history has been lost in this setting. Yes. Like, or most history has been lost in this setting. History seems like a shit show. Yeah, it is, it is in complete disarray. Nobody knows what happened, like, even 20 years ago. People barely remember the Blight. Honestly, that's true. In this game, people barely remember the Blight. That was 10 years ago when an army of demons, not literally like Dragon Age demons, but like, you know, of goblins yeah, the and dark shit, spawn. roamed the entirety of Ferelden and just like killed most of the people they found outside yeah, of like fortified towns. guys. Yeah. But yeah, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Uh, anyway. You continue on, you find out that this one, uh, Canari, I forget, she's, like, in charge of the mages, I think, right? Um, she she isn't a mage, she is in charge of mage oppression <laughs> for yeah, the Canari. Something, something like that, I don't remember her. But she is using them, uh, and another group of Canari, um, to try and destroy all of the remaining, like, world leaders, uh, who are still in power, <laughs> because... The Inquisition unknowingly uh, has been, or knowing for them, knowingly or unknowingly, has been helping Fen Harel come back into power. And you eventually meet this lady and go, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And she's like, "Yeah, of course you don't know." Blah 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 blah. Um, meanwhile, the mark on your hand has been getting worse this whole time. You keep having these like big pain episodes, um, and um, you come to find out that. Uh, they are talking about Solus, uh, but Solus is not an agent of Fenharel. Solus is Fenharel. <gasps> yeah. Um, so eventually, you know, you beat the Kanari, you stop the plot to blow up all the world leaders, um, and you tell the um, guys, like, hey, isn't it cool that the Inquisition was around to save you from that? And they're <laughs> like, the only reason it happened is because the Inquisition was around. <laughs> uh, um, which, you got me there. <laughs> So two quick notes. Uh, Vitasala yeah. is her name. She is one of the three leaders. I of think the... Vitasala is her title. I don't think it's her. It's name. both. It's both. As oh, because like, of Kanari culture, right? Yeah, yes, like Sten from Dragon Age Origins. That was his title as well. Right. Okay, I um, forgot that part. She's one of the three leaders of the Ben Hasrath, which is the spies. Right. That, which um... is why um, you can. <laughs> uh, which is why Iron Bull can betray you there. Yes. Which he did for me. Because we weren't yep. homies. Um, he would never betray me. We were too busy fucking. That's so true. Yeah. Um, so basically, she's like the, the head of the magic side of the Kunari spies. Um, the other thing I wanted to p- shout out is Leliana going, you know, this is really what Corypheus should have done after Haven. Or no, instead of <laughs> Haven. <laughs> after, this is really what he should have done. Like after he blew up the peace talks. He should have just waited. Kept blowing stuff up. No, but like waited for one of these to happen when everybody like oh, convened yes. to when address the problem. Then he could have killed 
the Empress Everyone. of Orlais and the King of, of Ferelden. And, like, that would have helped. He, he should have been smarter like these guys. <laughs> that's true, but I think uh, with the benefit of hindsight, that's the case. Because, like, he didn't mean to do that in the first place. Uh, so, like, blowing up all the world leaders was not on his mind. He was just trying to rip the fate apart. Or get back That's into true. the Black City, right? Like, he wasn't on world domination. He was on, I'm going to the Black City. To, well... To dominate on, the world. But, like, to, it's yeah. Yeah, it's a different order. It, it In a way that matters. Anyway, the, the best part of that is when you finally get the flashback to what happened at the, at the Peace Talks. When you walk in during this ritual where he's killing the uh, Divine Justinia. And then the orb gets knocked away and your instinct your player character their first instinct is oh i better pick this up i better pick this up my hand ow Ooh, owie (laughs) owie zowie i feel as though ancient elven magic has been imbued in my hand yeah um so you find out that this is solus's orb he gave it to corypheus um to one try to get him to reactivate it and also to try and kill him uh, he, he was trying to get two birds with one stone on that one and got zero. That's right. So, Solus, big L for Solus. Solus woke up and he's like, ah, oh, shit, I'm feeling kind of rusty. I can't open this jar of power. And I'm not going to wait to remember how to do it. So I'm going to leave it out for this other guy to open because he's got big arms. Huge. He does not. He's kind of a Twinkie. Yeah. He's kind of a, like a gross skinny guy. That sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he reveals to you that this is all his doing. Um, he can't help you with your arm thing. Sorry about that, but you're just kind of going to die. Hope you make it. Uh, but my plan uh, after all of this uh, is to destroy the veil again after. Uh, I Because he was the one who made it in the first place. Um, he is going to destroy the veil again so he can, um, bring back the elven world that used to be, uh, because what you see in the Alluvian actually kind of used to be part of the real world, you know, like the in-between area was much closer to, uh, the real world, but it was sealed away, um, and many places that used to, like, rely on what the fate is now that were in the real world, um, like fell into they they crumbled into dust, fell into chaos, whatever you want to say about it. Yeah, the waking um, and dreaming worlds used to be one. And used you to could, be one. You could sort of permeate both, and that yes. is why Elven society was this like great thing that it was back in the day. Was because they were everyone was immortal, everyone was like pure magic, like it was great. Yeah, um, it was great. Um, but he eventually with the when those old gods started enslaving people and he decided that he had to get rid of all of them because they ended up killing Mithal. Um yeah. Which is weird cuz Mithal in theory is still alive uh well, cuz you see her. Flemeth has part of Mithal in her. She is says. that what it is? Yes. She like encountered okay. the remnants of Mithal and took oh, them Oh right. Her. Yes, yes, yes. No, you're totally right. I remember now. So, um, um, Solus apparently has absorbed those remnants of Mythal now. I, um, I have a question I think. about Solus. Okay. Is he a wife guy? Kind of a wife guy, yeah. He's kind of a wife guy, right? But, like, derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good that he's a wife guy. It's, it's not good. Um, but, yeah, you, you can ask him a lot of questions in this scene. 
Yes. You you talk to him a lot. I asked every question I could. Of course. Um, yeah, and he eventually goes... Uh, he said to my character, he's like, you have been way too understanding and thoughtful for me to keep talking to you because I don't accidentally want to give you any information that will help you stop me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I thought was pretty good. For me, he said... I owe you an explanation, but I'm not going to give you tools to use against me. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> he's very so cool. cool in this, in this yeah, I liked him a lot in this DLC. Um, he's basically like if Emmett Selch was sad uh, from, or sadder from Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, they basically have the same motivation. Like, literally, it's the exact same scenario. Um, and I just like Solus's play on it better. Yeah, um, he's cool. Yeah, he, he ends up being pretty cool. Um, and he eventually leaves, and the next thing you see is you, the Inquisitor, showing back up to the Exalted Court with one arm. That's right. Um, because you've cut off the Mark arm, so it can't kill you, which is fucking... It fucking rules. I love it. Um, and you either disband the Inquisition or keep the Inquisition around. I know Nora disbanded it uh, because she correctly deduced that I kept it. Well, also, I, w- I went into this DLC planning on letting go. Sure. I, I wasn't going to. I'm like, this is- these are my guys. I don't give a fuck about the rest of you. I still have most of the guys. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that it doesn't actually matter. Like, I don't know how they're going to present that um, in the next game if they ever do. Um, because in theory, it is supposed to make the um, Inquisition more vulnerable to Solus's corruption, whatever that means. I assume that you're going to show up in Dragon Age 4, if the game ever exists, and you will at some point be recruited into this effort against Solus. And the only difference between disbanding the Inquisition or not is, like, the banners at the war camp. Like, are you sanctioned by the Chantry back home, or are you kind of like a different thing just here hanging out in Tevinter hunting down the dreadwolf you're just some guys in Tevinter yeah i don't know um i don't know if that game's ever going to get made <laughs> nope no idea it's uh, they they put out times. the name yeah they put out the name dreadwolf for it which yeah fucking obviously was that supposed to be a surprise what if it had been dragon age 3 that'd have been really funny <laughs> that'd have been really stupid uh Really would not have liked it. But um, uh, anyway, yeah, this game left go- a good enough impression that I'm like, what the fuck is Dragon Age 4 even going to be? Uh, In a way it... where I'm like, I might play it if it comes out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I will definitely play it when it comes out because it'll just be a open world RPG that I will put some time into. Yeah, um, you can just rest your brain on. Yeah. Uh, now, I want you to take a moment. And think about this game. Think about Trespasser. Think about how you're feeling. Okay. Think about being a Bioware fan who goes from Trespasser, maybe the best thing Bioware's made, most enjoyable thing, certainly, and then getting Anthem after that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the people who want to play Anthem are the Mass Effect guys, not the Dragon Age guys. That's fair. I think, I think there's definitely people who like both, but I think the people who like both probably like Dragon Age way more, based on what I've seen on Twitter.com. So, I, I think Mass Effect guys got burned by Anthem way more than Dragon Age guys did. Okay, that makes sense. Also, I guess, 
Andromeda happened in between those two. So Andromeda did happen in between those two. So Mass Effect guys got burnt twice. Damn. Yep. They killed Mass Effect. They killed Mass Effect. <laughs> they said they're making another one, but I don't believe them. I don't believe them. I don't believe it for a second. Um. So how are we feeling? Good. The Game's other, pretty good. Not only on the other side of Inquisition, we're on the other side of Dragon Age, on the other side of playing Bioware for this podcast. Uh, I'm glad we got to end on a high note with it. Yeah. Um, this is definitely the best Bioware game uh, that I've played. And I just don't... I don't see myself playing another Mass Effect, but I could see myself playing another Dragon Age. I'm kind of in the same boat, I think. I have a fondness for the Dragon Age setting. Thedas. Thedas, yeah. <laughs> the Dragon Age setting. Um, but also, it's in a place of, like, I I own the first set of the tabletop RPG, and I've been wanting to play that for a long time. And I think that yeah, a lot of my enjoyment of Dragon Age as a setting does come from the background headcanon that I'm constantly doing in every RPG. As you do. As I do. Nor is allowed. I'm allowed, yes. I'm allowed to make a cool mage nun. That's right. Nora loves nuns. That's right. And wizards. And wizards. Cannot be cannot be discounted. I just feel a weight lifted off my shoulders. We yeah, played no, we we did it. Like it's kind of funny to think of like the Mass Effect games were not very long. But they were our longest episodes of the podcast. We're sitting here under two hours with the longest game we have played and probably will play for this podcast. Yeah, for the podcast. That's not true. New Vegas is going to be longer. There's no fucking way I'm playing New Vegas for 60 hours. Are you out of your mind? You will when you play the DLC. That's too... No. (laughs) Now listen. The way we have it set up currently is that when we do New Vegas, we're doing two different episodes, one for New Vegas and one for the New Vegas DLC. Yep. There's five of those DLCs. I thought there were three. There's five. Fuck. <laughs> I hope I fucking like Fallout. If you don't, it's fine. We could just cancel the DLC episode. I don't care. Um, I mean, I like Skyrim No strong so attachment. Much. Fuck, I guess I played 150 hours of Skyrim and I did not yeah, play that much of Dragon Age. You did not play that much of Dragon Age, so... I'm being proven a fool in real time. In real time? It's fine. It's fine. Um, We have questions. We have quite a few questions. We have four um, questions. We have four questions. We had considered uh, recording the questions separately... But um, then everyone showed up when we asked. Yeah, uh, this this is enough for me. We've we've gone on enough about this game anyway. Um, from Emerus, uh, writes and says, Hi, Molly and Nora. How the fuck is Cassandra not gay? It's ridiculous. Uh, also, since Bioware romances are generally terrible, now that you have finished all the modern Bioware games, did any of the relationships actually seem even halfway decent in hindsight? When you think of a good example of a romance in a video game, what comes to mind? Um, I don't know. I don't have any strong feelings about Cassandra. I guess she looks kind of gay, but 
I don't. I've never cared about Cassandra, so it doesn't matter to me <laughs> at all. Um, any thoughts about this, Nora? Not really. I was frustrated the first time I played it because I like butches, <laughs> and she's got scars. She's got scars, and she's got like, damn, she got scars, and she's faithful. Wow. Wow. Women. Women. Uh, any Bioware relationships that are good in hindsight? Love the Iron Bolt one. Sorry. Uh, like I mentioned briefly earlier, I think that a lot of the inter NPC relationships in this game are yeah, those are actually really good. Oh, we didn't talk about Sarah and Dagna, which feels like a cruel joke. (laughs) Dagna. That just gets sprung on you, and you're like, okay, I guess this feels like you're doing gay derogatory, but sure. <laughs> Dagna is the uh, upgrades dwarf who lives in your basement and do- and says things like, haha, they'll all see. We'll show them. Yes. And and is like kind of like the fantasy version of like mad scientist ramblings. Which um, is weird, because that's not the impression I got, because she's a character in one of the, I think she's in Origins, yeah. and she wants you to help her, like, go study magic, which I think I did, Yeah. Um, and she wasn't like this before, I'm pretty she sure, just, so, she's just man, like school nice fucked girl. her up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll get you, I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, that felt like a really weird out-of-left-field thing, and I was like, okay, I guess, just just kind of reads like you are like oh let's put the two kind of weird uh dare i say it in bioware voice crazy people (laughs) together yeah and like all of your all the characters get a specialization and you get to pick between three of them um oh yeah it's it's classic second uh second job stuff so each character, each NPC, like party member, has one set for them that is sort of characterful for them. Uh, Cassandra yeah. has Templar stuff. Um, Iron Bull has Reaver, some kind of Berserker thing going on. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, the one like Varric is the one who gets the gadgets, which that seems makes sense. Like... He's got Bianca, exactly. Really advanced crossbow. Yeah. Whereas Sarah has the one that I got, which is the. I'm going to smash this potion in my face and it's going to coat me in fire and that's bad for you. Yeah. Kind of sick. Which it seems more like you might think that the crafting person would want like would would gel with the character who does gadgets, but instead it's it's that. That's yeah, but Varric's already taken. That's true. Twice over. Twice over. By his crossbow and by the actual girl Bianca. <laughs> Um, I guess as I was describing it, I was like, "Ah, actually, Dagna probably would love to be coated in fire and punch people. Yeah, when you think about it, yeah, she definitely would love that. Anyway, um, that felt bad. That that one was like, man, this sucks. Um, uh, what comes to mind when you think of a good example of romance in any video game? Uh, you know what? I I also want to add. All told, I still like the Liara stuff in Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. That still works for me. Maybe that's nostalgia, but I I think it still works. It can't be nostalgia. You played those games two years ago. Yeah, I guess that's true. I still love her. She's a little dweeb. 
Um, trying to think of other games with romance stuff that I play. Um, Let me tell you about Fate Stay Night. Okay. No, I'm not doing this. This Shiro it's it's a saber. Bit. Are they a couple? Uh, there. Each route is you getting with a different one of the characters. Ah. Uh. That's what the routes are. They're like different stories, mind you, but like the primary driving force is that you are dating one a different one of the girls. So yes, there is one where he dates Saber, and I actually like that one a lot, but it, it's complicated. I don't want to get into it here. Uh, Do you have anything? What Life is Strange? Does that Oh, count? sure. Do you think the romance is good in it? Because if so, yes. Yeah, I like the those two quite a bit. Yeah. I was trying to think of, like, video games that I had played in my life. Yeah, yeah. You looked at the question and forgot everything you've ever played? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you want to so do what? the next email? Yeah. So, we got two emails from Tron. You skipped an email. Oh, did I? From John. Oh, you opened it already, so it was marked as red. No, That's... I didn't. You, you opened did it. it. No, I didn't. I literally didn't. I'm blaming you regardless. Okay, whatever. Just read the fucking email. <laughs> All right. John writes in. Hi, Molly and Nora. I enjoy your podcast quite a bit. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm reading it in real time. Sorry. Um, ha- which series between Mass Effect and Dragon Age has more standout party members? As in, stands out for better or worse. Um, I, I do think that the Mass Effect ones are generally more memorable. Yeah, I think that might be true and also might be because I've played Mass Effect more than Dragon Age. But thinking about it, like the only one from Dragon Age 2 I actually cared about was Isabella. Um, I, and I, I do I, like Varric, I guess <laughs> I'll add, but, yeah, but I didn't care about him the same way I cared about Isabella, you know, I, I think um, that the Mass Effect guys do have a better, a bigger place in like culture, so to speak as well. Yeah. And I think they just had a bigger cast to start with. And they reuse characters more is another thing yes. I, me- I meant to mention yes. earlier is that like the part where like. Most of the characters that you have in your party in these games are not in pre- previous games, or at least not playable. Uh, puts a like limit on how memorable they're going to be. Like, I've already forgotten the name of the elf from Dragon Age Origins. What's her name? The elf from Dra- Zevran? No, the girl. The girl elf from Origins? The the mage. You don't remember either. Are do you? you thinking of Dragon Age 2's Meryl? She lives on the mountain? Are you thinking of Dragon Age 2's Meryl? Maybe? <laughs> you you've made up a guy for me to forget. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look now. Dragon Age Origins characters. I think you're making this up. No. Yes. You're making up a guy. Uh okay, companions. Alistair, Morgan, Dog, Sten, Ogren, Wynn, Zevran, Shale, Taren Loghain. You have made up a guy to forget. Oh. 
You are thinking of Meryl from Dragon Age 2. Well, I didn't know her name anyway. Okay, well, that's on you, isn't it? No! <laughs> um, yeah, so, yes, that is... I, I still think you're right that they reuse more characters uh, in Mass Effect than they do in Dragon Age. Because in Mass Effect 2 is you get the gang back together, and you yeah. at least see everyone. But most of the guys come back. Yeah, you get like the ones people really want, which is Garrus and Tally, but not Liara. But you meet Liara. Yeah. Rex is there a little bit? Rex is there a little bit. But you get Grunt, who is just as good. Some might say better. I wouldn't say that. Okay, well. Uh, much. I don't sure... know who you're talking to, but... What? Nothing. I was continuing uh, with a bit. What's the other question? Also, uh, who are slash is the straight butchers in the Dragon Age games? Were there any in the KOTOR games? We actually had a conversation about this off mic recently. We did. Yeah, we, we were talking about this independent of this email recently. Um, in the Dragon Age games, I guess it's only Cassandra? Yes. Because Aveline looks like a straight woman. Sorry, everybody who fell for Aveline. That's a straight <laughs> yes. girl. Aveline is cer- certainly a blueprint for Cassandra, just like as a character. Yeah. Because uh, they're both basically cops. Um, but I was never under any impression that Aveline was uh, homosexual. No. So it's definitely Cassandra. And like, there are actually more of them in Mass Effect because we, could, we remembered Jack. From Mass Effect 2, obviously. Yeah. Um, who is... Who will fuck you if you're a woman, but she won't, like, date It's you. not a romance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I cannot even remember the name of the character from Andromeda, who was the butch. Cora. Cora? Pretty sure. I think it's C-O-R-A. No, I believe you, but... Yeah, it's Cora. Um, yeah, so less, fewer characters than I've realized, but um, it really left an impression. As for, like, the KOTOR butches, I don't think there were any butches in KOTOR. I wasn't gay when I played KOTOR, sorry. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. anything yeah. about it, though. Like, Bastila is not a butch. The cat girl is no. not really butch. No. That I can remember. Um, Mission Vow, not a butch. I don't even remember a cat girl, so. Uh, she's the one you find and you save her from going to the dark side. I don't remember. Her name is like... Juhani. Sure, I don't remember. Uh, anyway, not a butch. And then, the, uh, KOTOR 2 characters, I don't remember most of them. Don't know, I don't think. care. Yeah, okay. Well. Um, now oh, I got... need to... I'm going to look at this Tron email. Sorry, I need to read this whole thing before we actually get into it, because it's pretty long. Okay. Uh, hang on. Oh, Tron does note that there is the option to tell Colin to start taking Lyrium again. Yes. Uh, which is kind of fucked, but... You know. Mm-hmm. Um, mentioning the Frostbite engine thing because this was made in Frostbite because EA is a nightmare company. 
that made everybody use Frostbite for everything, despite the fact that it was made for shooters. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Some mention of trespasser enemies having too much health, which is true. That, every enemy has too much health in this game. Every enemy has too much health in this game. That is pretty much true. Trespasser was even harder. Um, yeah, we've pretty much touched on all the stuff. Um, Tron notes that, like, um, the interesting thing about the Grey Wardens, they were more of a loose association of people that had a place they got out on occasion. Now, uh, are they only not more similar to other factions, but magic caused yet another screw-up? Uh, Tron says, why wouldn't I want, why should I want mages to be free Bioware? Is this an actually good or interesting metaphor for marginalized people? Um, yeah, I guess I get that, but, you know, uh, I think mages are in a corner because they're being oppressed, mostly. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what might help the mages not be possessed by spirits? Uh, is if the fade was gone? (laughs) Yeah, well, not the fade, but if the veil was gone... Well, if the fail was gone, there would just be spirits everywhere, Nora. But then we would I don't learn think that to, would help. We would learn to approach them and, like, you know, make friends with them. If we well, were able maybe. to understand each other. Yeah. Tron um, also recommends us uh, a game, because uh, I mentioned getting into Alien, uh, an Alien yeah. Isolation. Uh, and they have reminded me about Aliens vs. Predator 2... Which is a classic of the like um, PC FPS from 15 years ago type of crowd. Um, a very well regarded game um, that I have never played. <laughs> I have never heard of this. It's one of those that, you know, people who are into shooters from like a long time ago now um, held this one up. Definitely alongside like, like a. Um, and probably not quite like a Half-Life 1, but like, eh. There's a certain okay. type of like PC-only FPS from that era that um, people like a lot. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about those old AVP shooters. Yeah. Um, Do you want to read Jen's email too? Yes. We have Jen's email and we have one other email after that. Wait, we do? We do. And we will get to that momentarily. Jen uh, writes, Okay. Now that you've spent three whole Dragon Age games, plus toting around various party members, who are your favorites across the series, and who would you shoot out of a cannon at your first available opportunity? Personally, we chase away Sarah and Solus with a broom, or something more menacing. Uh, I Solus would... can stay. Solus can... No, he can't. He can't stay. Sorry. Solus, I like him, Solus but he can can't stay. stay. Solus no. can stay. He's gonna destroy the world, Nora. That's okay. No, it's it's not. Is the thing anyway? It's okay. Ha. Um. Yeah. Kill Sarah immediately. Um. Honestly, kill Vivian immediately. <laughs> um. Uh. It's not her fault that Bioware did this to her, but I am still going to take it out on her. Um. There's a lot of these characters that are more boring than anything else. Yeah, more boring. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I feel that strongly about. Anders? Um, Anders can stay. Yeah. Uh, He blew up that church. I love that for him. (laughs) Have have you thought about Wynn even once in your life? No. (laughs) (laughs) She was in my party the whole time because she was a healer. And no, I have not thought about her once. Uh, Yeah. Don't know. Don't care. 
Zevran? I killed him. Yeah, he ended up dying in my game, too. I think I kill a party member in every one of these games, because I killed Zevran in Origins, I killed Anders in 2, and I killed Iron Bull. Damn. And you killed Blackwall. I through didn't. an action. You killed him through your inaction. He turned himself in. <laughs> and got executed. And got executed. That has nothing That's to do right. with me. I'm not a political entity. Not my business. I'm not Alistair. Alistair basically killed him. God, Alistair's in this game for like two seconds. I didn't see him. Yeah, I saw him for like two seconds. He looks like shit. Yeah, everyone looks like shit in this game. Everyone's made of rubber. Yeah. Um. Um. Alistair was a character who I started out not liking, and then when I started using him again near the end of the game, I was like, oh wait, actually, this is fun when he's not just talking to Morrigan. That's true. Yeah. Because when he has interactions with other people who aren't just Morrigan, because Morrigan and he have this weird, like, intense bitterness to them. Um, yeah. When he's being more normal and not just being like, oh, you're a weird witch, uh, then he's, like, a really enjoyable character. I like him quite a bit. Yeah. I would love to see Alistair come back in that next game as, like, an older uh... guy. No, I don't think so. I think I'm good. You can, oh, we you can didn't leave mention Silver Alden. Fox uh, uh, Dorian. What? In the in the uh, the end credits slideshows. Oh, um, he does look like older, and he does kind of look like a Silver Fox type, but also he has no um. Uh, there's no color in that. So yes, I know. I was just that the art made me think. Oh, Dorian's gonna look pretty hot in like twenty years. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's going to age gracefully. Yes, he is. Uh, and he will use blood magic to ensure it. <laughs> I don't know that he'll do that, but yeah. He was making spirits out of folks in my game. I don't know about you. He Yeah, no, He the, his thing is that he gets the necromancer class. That is true. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's it. We have one final email... Coming through a time warp from our uh, Force Unleashed episode. Oh, This okay. one came in after we recorded. Okay. Um, Molly and Nora, when are they going to leash that dang Force already, writes Shasta. Uh, what's the Force doing? Who's leashing it? How will they do it? Uh, if you just developed a new, never-before-seen Force power, what would it be? Uh, it could be a Jedi or Sith power... Or something you can convince everyone that's totally chill because you weren't emoting in the case of Sith powers. What what would I do that the Force already doesn't do? Yes. You can you can do anything with it already. Well, you can't, like... Um, you know, you can't, like, cause weather to happen, for example... You can't, you can't be Storm. You can't teleport. Um, it does cover a lot of things. It covers pretty much everything. In a way where I don't think it's that interesting. <laughs> um, there's this one witch who can summon fire with the force. That's pretty cool. Yep, it's just regular magic. Don't know what to tell you. 
magic is cool. I don't know what to tell you. Magic is cool, but it already does everything. That's what I mean. <laughs> I can't invent something new with it. What if it was like force metamorphosis and you transform it into something? Can guys you, not do that? There has no. to be an EU book no. where that happens. You can't lie to me. Definitely an EU book where that happens. No, the closest thing they got was transgenderative surgery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Star Wars transformation. Hmm, can we stop this? I don't want to talk about Star Wars. Oh, wait. Metamorphosis. Force power. Hmm. Hmm. Shapeshifting based not on species biology, but the forest, because there are shapeshifters. Yep. Uh, through primitive magic or force-imputed artifacts, a being can change its shape into that of another person, creature, or entity using the force. Yeah, so you can't do that. Oh. Well. Regardless, this comes from Ewok's Battle for Endor, I think, first, which is that TV movie. Anyway. Okay. Um, is this the pod? This is the pod. We'll be back next time with uh, Hypnospace Outlaw. Yeah, we're playing Hypnospace Outlaw next month. That'll be a good time. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. I know nothing about that. It's a fun little game. I love that second word you said. Little? Little game. After yeah, it's not, it's 60 not very hours. long. <laughs> yeah, Hypnospace Outlaw is not a long game. I've heard it's it's very small. So, regardless. Yeah. Um, consider this journal. Update. Wait, plugs. You, you don't want to do any plugs? Um, okay. Molly, plug. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at your friend with Y-E-R, audioentropy.com, idmayo.com. Um, and that's it. We're almost ready for Eidolon Season 3 proper, so that'll be exciting. Hell yeah. Yep. Nora, we could find you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. Find stuff I've done at norablake.online. Uh, you can find this podcast on the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network. You should send them some money. If you do, you might hear my voice on some VoIP Life episodes if you pay $10. That's right. You can also support me and my other podcast um, endeavors. We're going to exportodd.io. We got a bit of a makeover over there. Thanks to Boo Cannon for some new podcast art for some export audio stuff. That's so true. It's great. Um, you should give us money... Uh, for $5, you'll get Pop Town Funk, a podcast where Autumn and I roll random Funko Pops and watch movies and stuff. It's pretty good. We just watched Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, y'all uh, liked it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, mm-hmm. The next thing we're going to watch is the episode of Golden Girls called Letter to Gorbachev. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, that'll be fun. Who knows what we'll get next? It might be. Could be anything. Movie. It's almost certainly going to be a superhero movie. Might be Scarface. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yes, now this journal's been updated. Updated. This journal journal is updated. That's so true.